Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 82. I uh, I hope you're doing really great today. I hope you're enjoying all the beauty that's all around us. I hope that you've gotten a moment to slow down a little bit. Everything's really busy, chaotic, confusing right now, and one of the best things that we can do is to find a place to slow down and sit. Hey, look, if you can find 15 minutes a day, 15, find a place, just sit, send the kids in a different room, go for a walk, go for a run, and just be quiet and listen. Uh, This is a really, really great way to connect with the God of the universe and, and creation as you're outside. Uh, You can kind of just sit down, slow down, listen, and just allow yourself to receive. So often in this life, we're giving, 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 and sometimes we just need to slow down and receive. Uh, Excited for our passage today. Before we get into that, just want to say thank you for listening, for subscribing, for sharing this with your friends and your family and all your social media buddies. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. And also thank you for those of you who have been going and checking out our Patreon page. Uh, it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. There you can make a little donation if you'd like to, to continue what is happening here on this podcast. Uh, there's some little goodies there. I've written some devotionals and some other things. So those will come your way as a result of making a little donation. So thank you so much for being a part of that. Ecclesiastes 10.10. So side note before we get into this, uh, Ecclesiastes is one of my favorite books in the Bible. It's all over the place. And, uh, you know, Solomon writes it. uh, And I really, really love this book. There's been so much wisdom that I've gotten out of it. So if you've never dove into the book of Ecclesiastes, Get after that. In episode number one, the very first episode I put together, uh, it was my very favorite verse. So if you've not listened to that episode, go listen to it. It is my absolute favorite verse uh, in the Bible. Uh, but Ecclesiastes 10.10 is where we will be today. And it says this, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to succeed. Um, About five years ago, for my birthday, I bought a a shoon knife. Uh, If you don't know anything about these knives, they're fantastic. They're basically samurai swords. (laughs) They're so sharp. And so I bought this knife because I got into this, uh, I got into cooking. I started reading uh, this book called The Supper of the Lamb. And it's a theology book that basically is a recipe. Really great. If you want to read it, check it out. Uh, But it's called uh, the, The Supper of the Lamb or something like that. And uh, so I got into cooking and I thought, you know what, I'm going to cook. And But if I'm going to cook, I want to get a good knife. Penny and I have not been like like really fine dining utensil people. You know, it's kind of been like whatever we could get for free. Most of the stuff we still have, it was given to us on our wedding uh, 22 years ago. And so we've been trying to upgrade some things. And so a part of that process for me was upgrading our knife. And so I bought a, a very expensive knife with my birthday money. 
and this thing, I mean, it can it cuts through paper. I mean, just like cuts through. It's so sharp, and I realized how easy it was to kind of cut through vegetables and meat and all these other things when you have a really good knife. Well, uh, about a month ago, we went to the beach for a little family getaway, and uh, we were in there, and I was cutting up some stuff, and and so they they had their you know just stupid knives that they probably got from Ross, you know, kitchen knives. And so I was cutting and I had to really work hard to cut. So I've gotten so used to cutting with this knife that's so good that when you get a bad knife, I'm like, it's so difficult. So I was cutting and I I moved the knife over, it slipped over and it cut off the side of my finger. And so here I am like bleeding all over the kitchen, bleeding all over our food, lamenting over the dullness of this blade that has caused me so so much pain and I'm so glad it was fairly dull because it would have chopped my finger right off Uh, this is a bit about what Solomon's inviting us into you see because the precision of a good knife uh, is 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 so important Um, you don't have that with a dull knife you don't have that precision, those fine cuts. You, you don't have that. You have to work so much harder. And see, with a good knife, the idea is this. You let the knife do the work, not you. If you're, if you're pushing in on that knife, you're not allowing it to do work. So the good thing with a sharp knife is that it does the work for you. Whereas a dull knife, that's not the case. And what Solomon's trying to do here is go, that's how wisdom works. Okay, that's how wisdom works. He's the wisest man who's ever lived, and he's telling he's telling us, listen, this is how this is a great analogy for how life works. So if we back up, it goes like this. When we are dull spiritually, physically, emotionally, it makes a massive impact on the world around you. Makes a massive impact on the world around you. As I kind of sit here on the front porch and kind of look over what's happening in our culture, to be honest, what I see is is a lot of dull. What feels like a dull knife. We're trying to figure stuff out in all the wrong ways. And as a result of that, it's creating all this chaos. We've lived in this utopia or this false form of what we believed was a utopia, pretending like there wasn't really any problems, but knowing there was, kind of moving along our lives until something like a pandemic steps in and helps reveal to us what's really going on inside. I feel like what's happening right now in our culture is very revealing. It is revealing who we really are. Not a lot of more pretending. Everyone's freaking out. Everyone's, uh, a lot of people are getting very possessional. You, if you go on your social media feeds, you're like, oh, this person's never expressed that political view or that way in which they view police officers or the way in which they view race. And all of a sudden, we start getting this understanding of what's really happening in our culture and in our world. And that is the chaos that's happening. This is what Solomon is trying to express to us. It's like, listen, when we're dull spiritually and when we're dull physically and emotionally, it's going to dramatically not just impact those that are nearest to you, but the culture in which you find yourself in. And it's going to really expose what's happening. 
And so for so many of us, what's happening is we are working so hard. You're working so hard. Wherever you're listening right now, I would imagine that many of you are exhausted and you can't figure out exactly why. Because it's not like you're overworking. And maybe some of you are. But like physically, you're tired. Emotionally, you're tired. Spiritually, you're tired. And you're like, what is happening? What is going on? And as a result of that tension, as you look around, you start realizing, wow, I think I'm, if you have this level of self-awareness, I think I might be hurting people. Oh, I don't think I'm caring for my staff or my coworkers. Wow, I am complaining a lot. Ooh, wow. The way I'm thinking about my spouse or the person I'm dating. Ooh, that's not, that's not, ooh, my gosh, the way I reacted to the kids. Oh, my gosh, I just lashed out. This is an indication that something has become dull in our lives, like a dull blade of a knife. This is what Solomon is trying to help us understand. And what he would say is this. This is the definition of living a foolish life. And again, I think for somebody to look at you and go, you're a fool, that seems very harsh, right? That seems like, whoa, you know, back off. But what he's saying is, look, the way in which you're living your life, if you choose to live it in that way over and over and over and expect different results, it's foolishness. It's not fixing anything. And the reality is the work that you're putting in to make it work is lost and because it only makes you more dull. It doesn't make you sharper. So the question then comes in, if that's a foolish way in which I'm living my life, what do I do to sharpen up? What do I need to kind of, what do I do to kind of pull myself up out of that reality? And, and here's what I would say from personal experience. Here's what I would say. Allow God to convict and sharpen you. You know, I'm out here on this front porch and a lot of what I'm doing out here is apologizing. Asking God to reveal to me the people I've hurt, the way I've hurt him, and, and really repenting those internal things, those temptations. I'm just asking God, would you reveal those to me? And that's a scary thing, right? Like, if you think about that, asking, <laughs> asking God to reveal to you your deepest, darkest sins, bring them to mind. But in reality, what you're doing is you're sharpening because you realize those things are impacting the way you view the world, the way it touches your relationships all around you. Allow God, ask God to reveal those to you. By the way, he will. He will reveal those to you. And start the process of convicting or, or allow the process of conviction to set in and then repentance and then go make right. If you've hurt somebody, um, if you've really if that thing come, has come between you and God where you just feel like I don't hear you anymore, like repent of that. And the second thing is this. As I sit out here uh, and I read scripture, I have read scripture for most of my life for information. Maybe you're like me. I'm just going to check it off a box because that's what good Christians do. And what I have been finding recently is, no, 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 that, that has been a work of just knowledge. And not that knowledge is bad, 
but I needed this transformational work, not just informational. So I, I've been trying really hard to slow down and read scripture and allow it to transform me, to convict me. And then that really impacts the way I'm praying and talking to God and talking to other people. So maybe for you, it's reading a script passage of scripture, not to, not to have it just be a chunk of knowledge, but have it transform you, have it touch and convict and cut those different parts of your life. As you do that, it is sharpening you. Scripture talks about iron sharpening iron. It talks about in Second Timothy that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. There's so much allusions to kind of, of, of what Scripture can do for us and will do for you. If you allow this podcast exists for that reason. It exists because I'm like learning and being convicted by all this stuff. And I'm like, here, I want to hand this over because I think it could help other people as I'm going through it. So do that. Uh, the third thing is this, is allow others to convict and sharpen us. Okay, so I'm going to allow God, I'm going to allow scripture, and I'm going to allow others to convict, to listen to a group of trusted friends. Now, a trusted friends is the, the key here, the key word. I'm not opening my life up to everybody. I'm just not. There are people that I allow to speak into my life because they love me, they care for me, and I see the way in which they're living and loving God. And I'm like, yes. This is what Solomon's trying to say. He's going, hey, listen, allow God to speak to you, allow his word to speak to you, and allow others to speak into your life. And as you pursue after that, that dull reality, that foolishness that so many of us have continued to walk in will be sharpened. That is the work of the Spirit of God. This is the sanctifying thing that he wants to do in us. This is why we need God in others. They help us develop into the people that God has made us to be. You know, and again, getting back to this idea of sanctification, this is what it's all about. It's about sharpening ourselves to become like Jesus. And so what do we observe in Jesus, the ultimate example? He's God. He's Emmanuel. He's showing us what it means to live in this life. This is what we see, that Jesus loved people. That Jesus saw people, Jesus cared for people, Jesus cared for himself, he cared for his disciples, and Jesus was able to lay his life down so that others could have life. He truly lived out loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to equally love others. This is the sharpness that we are being invited into living. And so the reality is this, a dull life will truly yield dull results. But the flip side is also true. So the question is this, what do you need to sharpen in your life to become more like Jesus? Father God, give us strength. Give us strength to endure the sharpening that you want for our lives. It's not easy, but it's a work that you're doing in us and desire for us to have life and life to the full. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you than your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.